0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 31 of the Caesar show We're back at it again um, It's only been a week, but you know, we back at it Like I said, you know, last week was very cool You know, episode 30 was another milestone for me So shout out to myself and shout out to everyone that's been supporting me for a brick um, Last week we had on, you know, my boy Coop, Lawrence Cooper um, And we just sat down and discussed, you know, the Western Conference and Eastern Conference matchups As well as some other topics as well And the last time I was here, you know The Celtics were up 1-0, the Warriors were up 1-0, we were in shock a little bit, but some things have gotten restored back to order, so I'm excited for that. So this week's going to be a great episode, you know, we're going to get straight into the topics, but before we get straight into the topics, I got another guest up here, you know, I always try to, you know, make it lively and whatnot, my boy CT, you know, I knew him for a couple years now, you know, part of Rough by Rough, it's an inside joke, no one knows what that is except for us, (laughs) but, you know, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for
1: C.T. Yo, yo, yo. You already know who it is. Your boy, C.T. Um, Sorry for being late. (laughs) Hooping at the gym today, man. You know what I do. I get buckets. My nickname is Mr. Get Buckets, by the way. (laughs) Mr. Get Buckets. Yeah, man. I've been waiting for about an hour, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I was hurt trying to get over here, take a shower, get right, you know. Going to go see Deadpool 2 tonight, by the way, so...
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, just, just you know, I'm going a little off topic, but like with Marvel in general, I actually just caught Black Panther on DVD. You know what I'm saying? Word, like, word. I had to do it for the culture. You right. know, you know, one of my favorite directors, favorite actors, up and coming actors. So you know, it's about to be live. I'm about to crack this in tonight. You know, after I watch this game. Facts. But uh, you know, hopefully Deadpool's good. But aside from all that, you say you went to the gym. Did you? Did you get
1: buckets or no? Man, five games. Five and no, multiple buckets from multiple defenders. Oh, you're on a super team, huh? I am the super team, to be honest with you. You know, you you sign me up. It's like getting James Harden mixed with LeBron James.
0: Okay, I, I wouldn't go that far with myself. <laughs> I'll just call myself a Danny Green, you know, 3 and D, play defense, shoot the trade ball, you know, get some blocks and all that other good stuff. So. By
1: the way, I'm being modest with the James Harden and LeBron James.
0: We'll see. And and, and just let, you know, the ladies and gentlemen know your, your Instagram name and
1: all that. Oh, yeah, follow me at Turner underscore two. You know, and then you can follow me at Twitter on Turner underscore zero two. And then my snap is only for the ladies, by the way, is ct underscore two. You know, so just hit me up, follow me, do what you got to do. I'm going to follow back, maybe, depending on who you are. You know, I got to know who you are. But, yeah, do that.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies. Follow him on the snap and everyone else. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Is at ct underscore two. Yes, sir. Okay, let's get it. So we're about to get into the topics for the day. You know, the first thing I wanna address is, you know, last week when Coop was here, we talked about how, you know, you know, women have been getting more opportunities within the NBA. Um, so Becky Hammond got a, you know, a chance to not to say audition, but interview for the for the Bucks coaching job, you know And I was just speaking so highly of her Because, you know, she's in-house When I say in-house, uh, she's from San Antonio Everyone knows I'm the biggest San Antonio Spurs fan Kawhi, I hope you come back <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, she got a chance to do it And unfortunately, things didn't work out for her But, you know, I'm just so proud of her For, you know, getting out of her comfort zone And, you know, hopefully one day she becomes a head coach I think it's of reach But aside from that, they did decide to move forward with someone else And they decided to move with Coach Budenhoser, if you guys don't know Budenhoser, he used to be under, actually, he actually was under Coach Pop um, you know, whoever comes from under Coach Pop, you know, that's like a guaranteed job you get. It's kind of like mm-hmm. if you go to Harvard, right when you get into the job market, you're pretty much a done deal. You know, they don't even look at your credentials. Once they see that name right there, right. you're good for life. So right. Boone Hose is a new coach for the Bucks. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good. You know, just to shout out a couple of his credentials. He was coach of the year in 2015 for the Hawks. Um, in 2014-15 season, he led the Atlanta Hawks to a 60-22 record. They were the number one seed in the east and obviously they went to the conference finals and lost to no other than the GOAT, LeBron James. LeBron
1: James. But
0: <laughs> but Buda Holder did a good job. You know, he do his, you know, tenure at uh the Atlanta Hawks, he had a fifty-two win percentage, so that's pretty good. I'm pretty excited for him because I feel like he I think he's gonna get the best out of his players. Um I think with the Hawks, obviously they had who they have? They had a uh, Jeff Teague. They had a uh, Horford. They had a uh, Kyle Korver. And who was the other All Star? They had? they had one more person. Was it J. Not Jake. Right? Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. So I mean, he had talent, and he he utilized his talent to his best. He got the best out of his players. You know, all of them basically had career years. And I'm thinking, if you got, I think I think first and foremost, I think the Greek Freak is going to be the best player he's ever coached. If he's on board and he listens, I feel like he's going to take his game to another level. And what I'm most most excited about is, I felt like when Jason Kidd was there and then he got fired, they had the other coach. I can't remember his name right now. I just feel like he didn't really get the best out of his team. His team, and I think he didn't know how to utilize them correctly. So I think Hose is going to come in with his squad, and they're actually going to have some ball movement in there. So it's going to be a real different. I expect to see a jump, as in how Kyle Lowry and how DeMar DeRozan played that team-oriented basketball, you know, strength in numbers, that philosophy I use. You know, it's not about your star players, about the people off the benches, about everyone, you know, roster 1 through 12.
1: How do you feel about Budahoser being the coach? Um, Me personally, I think that the Knicks should have waited. I think the Knicks should have got him, man. I really think Fisdale was one of them uh, – a long shot, you know. He just couldn't get along with the star player in Memphis with Marc Gasol. And come on now, Marcus, Gasol, you can't get along with him. And he runs you out, that says a lot, you know what I'm saying. Now you got to go deal with KP. You know, I'm not saying he's similar to Marc Gasol, but you have another big man um, that's just not as physical, you know, being in a team that's, you know, they, they, they only could go up. But being at a team that, you know, a lot of losses, you know, always something strong, I mean, a problem within the organization, I just don't think Fisdale was the guy. I think he's another scapegoat for facts. Um, I think Mike Budenhoser would have been better for that job, just going off his credentials. Or I think they should have waited for Dwayne Casey, to be honest with you. But um. Be- getting Budahoser um for the Bucks, I think that's going to be a good thing. You know, he preaches defense, um, team oriented basketball, which is good. Um, he might be an attraction for some players. Um, Patty Mills, people like that, you know, that you know get out of that contract. No, no disrespect to no Spurs fans, but people <laughs> like that, you know, might want to go to Milwaukee. You know, just to get a little shot in the East and see what's going on. You know, especially you lose to Golden State for so many years, or you know, Houston. <clears throat> for so many years, you know what I'm saying, them being the two powerhouses in the West. You want to go and, you know, change conference and see what it's looking like. But um, I do think that Budenholzer should have went West and waited for a job West. But, you know, being in the East, I think, you know, being with a superstar, a top five superstar in the league, like Giannis, would, you know, would help him out because he's never had that. So, therefore, that might help him out.
0: Yeah, just speaking on, piggybacking off of that, I definitely want him to go out West. Um, I actually... I wanted him to go to OKC, and I wanted Billy Donovan to get fired because I felt like Russell Westbrook needed a change of scenery, and I just feel like the way... I feel like Budenhoser would be the one to get in Russ's face. I feel like Billy Donovan was kind of a little too reserved. I don't know if because... Being a college coach. Being a college coach, you know. So I, I really don't know what's up with that. But I just feel like it was just ISO ball with OKC majority of the time, and they're just too star heavy, and I feel like they didn't really have, you know, the other players, uh, you know, the role players, you know, playing their part. So I felt like if Budahosa would have went there, I feel like you would have been able to arrest Russ a little bit. You would have got the best out of your bench. So um, that was my thoughts on that. Aside from that, man, I think the Bucks were the seventh seed this year. Um, they're 44 and 38 in the East. Do you think they're going to make a jump? Do you think they're going to be What what do you what do you see them at next year? Obviously, we got to see where LeBron goes and it's a it's a domino theory, but what do you see the Bucks going next year as far as what place, what position?
1: Well, one spot up maybe. I I don't see them getting I see them getting above Miami, but I don't see them getting better than you know, Indiana, Cleveland, Philly, Boston, or Toronto cuz you know, those teams are are there to stay. Um being Indiana, Indiana had a great season. I I feel like that's them. I feel like they showed us what they can be and who they are. You know, they are they're feisty, they're competitive. You know, they they they're they're dogs. Yeah. So you know they that's what they we're we're gonna see that for at least another four years, maybe. So depending on how long they could keep that core in, and you know, Miles Turner might blossom to even better than when he was this year. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully we can get the actual what I think he could be become a Demarcus Cousins like player. But you know, uh, Milwaukee is a jump. I think they do get up one spot and just above Miami, depending on what they're looking for next year, uh, who they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think they should actually look for superstars next year, being that Giannis isn't a you know attractive player to go play with. You know, you can possibly go get another shooter. Um, it was another player that I was actually looking at. The other day who's he's in the league right now. He's in the league right now. And Philly was actually looking to get him. And he's similar to JJ Reddick and younger. And is he I, a starter? Ugh, I cannot remember who I was looking at for. And it is gonna hurt my head trying to think about it. But um when it pops back to my mind, I was looking at it because he was younger than JJ Reddick, and I was like, if they get if Philly get him. That would be better for them because then you don't have to pay JJ Reddick one year twenty-three million. You know, you can go sign somebody who's younger, you know, to a a cheaper contract and possibly bring in another star attraction, you know, maybe like a LeBron James or hopefully like a Paul George type player. So yeah, I hope Milwaukee finds that next player, but until then, you know, they're gonna be six, seven seed. That's the only two seeds I could see them being. Cool, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely see what's up with that, um,
0: yeah, I just feel like small markets aren't meant to thrive, and when I say that, I mean it's really, really hard to get a top free agent to get to go there, you know, obviously, they have to be like a free agent that's coming off injury or you know can throw the most money, but I just feel like small markets aren't meant to thrive, so the only way I see them growing is if they get like. Like you said, people through analytics, um, maybe people through trade or p- through the draft, but I don't really see a free agent saying, oh, I want to go play in Milwaukee and expand my right. brand and right. try to win a championship.
1: Right. And hopefully they can get healthy players like, you know, Jabbar Parker comes back healthy, uh I know um, Chris Middleton dealt with some stuff, you know. You, if a healthy core, you know, and then the emergence of thon maker players like that, you know, they get a healthy strong core. They can be something, but they need shooters. They don't. They don't have shooters or or um, playmakers or you know players that can create their own shots. That's what they need, you know. And Giannis, of course, need to develop that outside jump shot. But you know, they they are on the the up. You know, they they you have a great rising. So. I just think, you know, a better coach as in the Mike Budenholzer, hopefully brings in, you know, some type of attraction, even if it's a great role player. You know, you, you still have players like Robert Covington, whose contract is up. He is a, is a great 3 and D player, you know, players like that that could play one through three. He can check the one through three, you know, maybe not the best shot creator, but he's a shot maker. And then playing with Giannis, you know, that kind of takes a lot of pressure off you. So, yeah, man.
0: Dude, Thalmaker has to step his game up, dog. Like he should be like a Clint Capella. Like like that literally takes you from the seventh seed to top four seed, so I really thought, and I put all my eggs in one basket. We were in our fantasy league, and I really drafted him, and I was like, "Yeah, he' about to give me fifteen to ten each night, be a force in the paint, can switch, and all that." You I actually know.
1: played with Thornmaker. yeah, um, yeah, and he he's he's um, he played for Team Loaded, and I, I seen he he had guard ability for the longest, but it's now it's you know, of course, you know, you're not the main guy or you're not the man, so therefore. You know, it's it's kind of tough, but yeah, he can be a clink capella-ish type player, you know, to protect the paint, you know, run the floor, but he also could hit down the tray ball. So I mean, that being said, he can be a weapon, but he needs to emerge in that game. And it's all about confidence as well, man.
0: All about confidence. So Bucks, you guys in good you guys are in good hands with Budenholzer. so you know, the sky's the limit for y'all. at the end of the day is you gotta put in your own work. So just put in that work follow his game plan y'all should be successful you know what i'm saying moving on from that you know there was some weird rumors going around with boogie cousins and they said a couple days ago demarcus cousins has unfollowed the new orleans pelicans and has started following julius Randle, isaiah thomas and paul george which makes you think he's going to be unrestricted free agent granted he did come off this achilles injury do you see him and PG teaming up in L.A. and, you know, putting them back on the map and, you know, Julius Randle rocking, um, Lonzo Ball developing, Kuzma developing, Ingram developing. Do you do you see a future with Boogie there? And I've also had talks saying he may go to OKC. How do you feel about all that? Where do you think he should be best utilized at?
1: Having the injury, an Achilles injury for a big man as well. Uh... It's kind of tough, but you look at his numbers last year, 29, 12, and 5. You can't beat that. you know. And me as a coach, if I was a coach, do I pay him the max deal in New Orleans? No, I don't. No way. <laughs> but I also have a far-fetched idea. I think, I really think if it was me that you pay him that max deal and you trade AD. For who? You can get something with AD, definitely. But Ad is AD is injury prone. You know, he had a good season this year because he stayed healthy this year. I agree. Oh, you heard it. sorry for coming. You said sign Boogie, but Keep trade him and trade AD and trade AD. Oh wow. You know, and everybody looked at me like that was far fetched. But I mean, at the end of the day, Boogie's numbers were better. Of course, AD's numbers rise. I mean, rose when when Boogie left, but. Boogie's numbers were better when they both were there. He's not an injury-prone person, and you could get something for AD. AD is still a top seven player in the world, you know? So, me personally, I look to go trade him. You know, you can get oh, picks. Oh, you say he's top seven? Top seven, Ooh, definitely.
0: Name name, name the other six players.
1: Ooh, and my order is LeBron James. LeBron. Don't
0: even name the order. Just name.
1: Why would he be in top seven? Let's, let's name that right now. Okay. But, you have LeBron James. Okay. You have Kevin Durant. Okay. You have James Harden. Okay. You have Stephen Curry. Uh huh. Kawhi Leonard. You have Kawhi Leonard, definitely. And then at six, I, at six is Russ you got to have AD. What about Russ? Russ numbers are inflated, but it doesn't produce wins. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I okay. Steph Curry is important. He's very important. And I think I did. I mention him.
0: I think you said you said Russ. No, hold up. You said KD. You said
1: I put I put I think I put Steph at four. Okay, so you said Steph, LeBron, Kawhi, KD, James Harden. Okay, and and AD would be next, and then Giannis would be after that. Okay, they they are guys that you know their numbers produce wins. You know Russ numbers,
0: but does Boogie's cousins numbers produce wins? He never took his team to the playoffs when he was in Agreed.
1: Sacramento. Agree, he didn't. I, I can agree with and that when one. He got
0: hurt in New Orleans, their record was exponentially a little better.
1: Correct. But you also had time to see, you know...
0: is is he just a stat stuffer?
1: Well, actually, he got hurt against my Rockets, and they were beating us, you know, and we came off a tremendous run, you know, so they ended our run, they beat us, and Boogie was the main catalyst of that game. So, I mean, me personally, I do think Boogie is a hell of a player. He's definitely a superstar player that you... and he's a max deal player. Yeah. But, I think you can, in New Orleans, you could switch, know, you switch it up a little bit. You know, we've seen what AD gave us. If I'm talking as a New Orleans general manager, we've seen what AD gave us. I'm not saying that he didn't do anything wrong, but let's just look outside of the box. You know, we, we have another superstar who can do exactly what he can, you know, and who can at least give me 75 games. At least seventy five games on a you know on a guaranteed season, AD just has been hurt for all his life, you know, and I and I feel bad for him because at the end of the day, that's why owners said they would rather have Car Anthony Towns than AD because we know that Car Anthony <laughs> Towns, especially well, we're not talking about this season, but we okay. know that Car Anthony Towns okay. is healthy and durable.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, do not even say Car Anthony Towns. Granted, that was his first playoff series, but. That was, that was unacceptable.
1: Yeah, very unacceptable because this was also Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell's first playoff series, Jason, Jason Tatum's, Tatum's, and Ben Simmons. <laughs> so I'm not going to give him that, that escape goat.
0: But, man, yeah, uh, I personally, I think I would take your route. I was talking to about a two-, three-year deal, not necessarily give him the big, big dollars, but right below it. If you're keeping him in New Orleans or just in general? If I'm keeping him in New Orleans. Okay, I like that. So I'll keep him there. I'll see what he does. During the first half of the season, if he's doing damn well, I'm definitely trading him against some assets. Um, but if, it, if they don't, because I, I feel like money's going to play a huge key. I think he's going to go wherever the money is.
1: And me personally, I would too, especially if it's a better situation. You know, at the end of the day, these guys, these are their careers. You know, this is how they put food on the table. So I'm never, you know, the guy that hates on a guy leaving anywhere, you know, because he's getting paid a bigger deal. But also, if I'm getting paid money, I want to, you know, especially somebody like him, he's experienced losing. I would want to win at this point, you know. So I'm looking at teams with upsides or teams that's already in a great situation, you know they were talking about him earlier about going to phoenix and i'm yeah that that team doesn't have a, have an upside you know but a team like okc you know even if they Lose one, they still will add another superstar. That still would be good for them. But
0: if you put him in OKC? You already got Adams. They gonna, I think they gonna, Their pacing gonna be slow as hell. Yeah,
1: but that's you know getting him. Also, you know you would have to change up the scenery as well. Yeah. But Adams did just get paid a hundred million in, in an extension, so you know of course you got to keep him. Even if he goes to LA, I feel like LA would be a great you know source for him because it's just you playing, you know, running gun. is fast offense. You can also slow it down and give him the ball because Brook Lopez is terrible. And I will repeat that. Brook Lopez is terrible. I've never seen a big man who win a whole game with no rebounds. And I'm not even an old school player, but damn, you're seven foot. <laughs> why not get one rebound?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the determinative factor is do you want to take that gamble on him? That's why I said you don't even sign him to a four- or five-year deal. I'll give him a two-, three-year deal where you can opt out because um, I really don't know what's going to happen. And it was a crazy stat I saw on the jump a few days ago. I think it was last week, Friday. Basically, it was a careers head-to-head matchup between Elton Brand and DeMarcus Cousins. When DeMarcus Cousins hurt himself, obviously, right now he's 27. Elvin Brand was 28 when he tore his Achilles. Now, their numbers were pretty similar. Cousins, before he got hurt, you know, his career average was 22 points a game, 11 rebounds, and he had a PER of 22.4. On the other hand, Brand had 20 points per game, 10 rebounds, and 23 PER. But after he got his Achilles messed up, he was never the same. Averaged 13 points and 7 rebounds, which isn't bad, but... To take that big of a dip, being a stupid superstar as you are, that just that's just a cause for concern. So, my thing is, do you think he's going to be durable? But then again, when Ellen Brand got hurt, you know that was when technology wasn't that good, medicine wasn't that good. You know we've made advancements in life. So, do you take the gamble on him? But then again, you look at a player like Mike Conley, who had a great year last year in the playoffs. He came off an Achilles injury. He came back this year, barely played. So, the
1: foot is a crazy situation. How do you how do you feel about that? Um, I definitely think you know is definitely a gamble. But also to compare him and Elton Brand, you know, Demarcus Cousins also has a perimeter game. Mm-hmm. You know, he he can shoot the tray ball. You know, he can handle the rock a little bit. Um, he's a guy that he's too talented to not put your chips in. You know, I, I he's somebody that. And I'm a big DeMarcus Cousins fan. Actually he's top three of my favorite players. That would be James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Demarcus Cousins, okay. to be honest with you. So I'm I'm kinda biased, but at the same time, he has the talent. You know, you can't you you just can't overshadow that. You know, his talent is you can't teach. yeah, some things you just can't teach. And you know, and being at damn near seven foot, two hundred and sixty five pounds, you know, maybe a little bit more. I think he's at the two seventy rate. Okay. And being able to be as quick as he is, light on his feet, you know, a dominant post player and a great perimeter player, you have to pay him. You know, and it's, he needs to be paid. You know, I don't care if the Achilles injury is is that devastating, but you have to pay him. You know, he's the guy that he needs to be paid. If, if I look at it, I look at it like this. If LeBron James... And year eight has had a Achilles injury. <laughs> I would still pay him the max deal and give him a max endorsement deal. So I'm not comparing LeBron James to Demarcus Cousins in that way, but they are both hell of an athletes, you know. And, they, they bring in the and revenue. yeah, and they bring in revenue. You and him going to L. A. He's gonna bring another player there, and especially they look they're trying to get Paul George as well. DeMarcus Cousins might be the guy that you pay that money to, you know, but he might be the max deal player and Paul George might just have to eat off DeMarcus Cousins.
0: We'll see, man. So Paul George, you know, get right. You know, I think he has surgery too. Yeah, yeah. Um, DeMarcus Cousins. Get right. You know, I'm a fan of you. Marcelo. I know you listening to this, you know, shout out to, you know, Boogie Cousins, get paid and be great, you know steady recovery you know prayers all on us so that's what's up moving on you know now we get into the actual, you know the main course uh i want to start off on the east because you know the east is weak so i'm kidding want <laughs> to start off on the east last time i was on the show the celtics were up one zero. they 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 fucked up cleveland <laughs> it was a pretty bad game and then game two i'm just like all right you know Whenever LeBron, I, I, me and Cooper, like, Braun's gonna use the first game just for a feel for to see what he needs to do because we feel like Brad Steven's gonna basically throw out all his cards on the table. That was kind of the case. Braun went for what 42, 12, and 10, (laughs) and they still got waxed. That was crazy to me because you would think by him setting the tone for his team, his teammates would follow, but. Boston was just on another level. Obviously, you know they're feeding off that home crowd. Um, but I was I was a little concerned, you know, being down 0-2. I'm like, yo, what can you really do? Like at the end of the day, I know how great LeBron James is. We all know how great LeBron James is. If you hate him or you don't hate him, you respect his game. Um, but I was just like, yo, can he can he really can he really you know do the impossible right now? Um, and you know, Saturday night they played. Went back to Cleveland. They won one sixteen eighty six. Dumped him by 30 points. LeBron had a slight night, you know what I'm saying? To any other player, this is slight for him, honestly. To any other player, damn near amazing. Homie had 27, <laughs> amazing, <man. laughs> right? Homie had 27, 12, and 5, and he had... What was different today He had his role players step up You know, George Hill set the tone early He was aggressive He started pressing uh, Rozier, you know, from the baseline And and it was crazy He had 13 points, hit a couple threes You had J.R. Smith, who I thought was dead He hit three threes to go on with Kyle Corver, who hit three threes Nance Jr. had eight points off the bench Clarkson had nine points off the bench And then Love gives you 13 and 14 Although he had a pretty bad shooting night But I really like Cleveland um, they just proved to me if their role players step up, they're really tough to beat. No matter who they play, they they'll put themselves in a position to win. But I think they have to relay that over tonight. Um, into Game Four, I think they have to be the aggressors early. Um, LeBron's gonna do what LeBron has to do. But the big question and concern is, are the role players gonna step up? I really don't know. That's a huge what if going into every single game. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't go into every single game thinking, I mean, I know what Brown's going to do, but what is everyone else going to do? That's that's not a good look. Now, history's on their side because what what history has told us this year that Boston does not play well on the road. I don't know if it's because their youth, I don't know what it is, but I expect Cleveland to come out tonight. I expect them to win. They're not going to win by 30, but i haven't have them winning within 10 points. I think George Hill is going to continue to be aggressive. I think J.R. Smith is going to feed off that crowd. Um, and Corvus going to be Covert. Corvus. Honestly, Covert, Love, and James has been the most consistent on that team. Yes. Everyone else is like, yo, what are you getting from them? But – Look for LeBron to set the tone early. I want him just to set the tone early, then get his teammates involved. But it's really, it's really tough, LeBron. Uh, how you feel about this series, and and
1: what do you expect tonight? Um, tonight, first, let me say this: I used to hate LeBron growing up. Me too, dude. <laughs> and that guy could do everything but cure cancer. <laughs> Literally. Um. So that being said. <laughs> LeBron will come out tonight thirty five nine and seven I'm calling it, but i I don't know if the guy with the blue shoes plays for Cleveland or he just the the person who mops the floor but LeBron called him Jordan Crawford the other day, and I, I mean Clarkson is horrible I don't know what has happened to him i I had faith in him in l a I thought he was going to be the best asset coming to LeBron, and he is absolutely terrible. I don't know what's wrong. And I told my friends the other day, this was the worst Cleveland team I've seen. Since 07? Since 07. (laughs) I mean, this looks similar. I mean, this, this is terrible. You know, I who they need to call back is that Oh Nine 9 Mo Williams. <laughs> I mean, because, Lord, Jordan Clarkson cannot do nothing. Dude, I'll take Richard Jefferson right now. <laughs> right. I mean, Richard Jefferson even had a hell of a... A hell of a... The, when they won the championship, he had a hell of a damn playoffs, but mm-hmm. I don't understand what's, what's the deal with the role players. And I'm a guy who who brags about role players. I think Kevin Love has been... You know, he's a, an exceptional role player because that's where he is right now. Playing with LeBron James, that's where he's become. But... I think Kevin Love has a great game tonight. I'm looking at 20 points and at least 14 rebounds, Hell 15 yeah. rebounds. I hope Earl Smith, J.R. Smith can finally get that rhythm, that good rhythm, um, and take great shots. I mean, he's bad shot taker, bad shot maker. I mean, that's what he is. But, clock clock Right? Oh, my God, it's terrible, but... You need the role players. Larry Nance needs to be, you know, a defensive-minded player, This you know, tonight. You you got to have the players that's all in. You know, I need to see Hustle diving on the floor. I mean, it's LeBron leads by example, but then nobody wants to get on his back. You know, LeBron, we know what he's going to do. And like you said, I mean, it, it's a sad thing that we, you know, they got to come in every night, well, hey, LeBron is going to give me this, but what are you going to do? You know, and I hate people, you know, always – You know, saying, hey, LeBron can't do it all when he really can, but he still needs that help. You know, everybody needs that help, and I hope his role players can finally come alive. But, by the way, Jason Tatum is going to be the truth. This guy can play. I, I mean it's hands down this dude, is,
0: dude I said that last week like he's when tough. I saw him in training camp yes, not training tough. camp uh, what's the joint called at Vegas
1: the summer league when I saw the summer yeah, league yeah, I was like
0: yo he got some mamba in yeah,
1: him yeah he's, he's tough a dog. like he he's different like <laughs> he's I a dog. I didn't believe this coming out of college but uh, he's different you know so but Jason Tatum if I, I mean he's getting superstar calls at this point yeah I, I've seen it the other night me being a referee I can tell you that's a superstar call you know that cuz some of the calls he's getting but I I I think Terry Rozier will have a good night. I do think Jason Tatum will have a good night, but on the, the X road? factor on the road. But I think the X factor is Al Horford. Hmm. I think he's the X factor tonight, and um, Marcus Smart. I think they're the two X factors tonight. What but, about Morris? Uh, Morris, I think Morris is just a. Yeah, I think LeBron he's stopper. I really think he's a good player. I really think he's a good player. He, oh, he's yeah. very consistent. I'd love to have him on tonight. Right, he's yeah. being a Rockets fan. He Mar, Marcus used to play for us. Um, Back in the day, a lot of people don't know that we actually oh, remember right. <laughs> he used to play for us, and so I, did Kyle Lowry. So did Kyle Lowry, you know. But that's when we ran small with Louis Scola at the four, and, and Samuel Dallenberg. And I, if y'all don't know who that is, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised, you know. But he's terrible. But we also had him at the five. So I mean, Marcus Morris was always a baller to me. I liked him in Kansas, even his brother Markeith. But I think he's going to give you what he's going to give you, you know. But it, the X factor, the true X factor is what Al Horford, Al Horford needs to go above and beyond. This is a game that he needs to give you 25, you know.
0: I don't see him giving you 25.
1: I don't either. So that means that it goes back on what I was saying. LeBron in six.
0: LeBron in six, man. I have Cavs in seven, actually. <laughs> I think Cleveland's going to tie it up tonight. And then Boston, they've been playing well at home. They're going to win, not convincingly, but they're going to pull away in the fourth quarter because I feel like... I think what's going to happen is once the fourth quarter starts and LeBron rests, that's when Boston's going to make their run, and by Uh that time, it's going to be too hard of a hole to dig back out of. Um, So, I think they're going to win game five. Cleveland, obviously, going to take care of game seven. And then game seven, I mean, can you really bet against LeBron in game seven? (laughs) Not the king. Not LeBron James. So, we're about to see him go back to the finals, man. So... LeBron, keep it up. And one thing I did know is before we even get into the last topic of the day, when LeBron's role players are stepping up, he doesn't have to exert so much energy on offense. And sometimes people forget how great his defense is. Right. He was getting steals. He was getting up in players. Like uh, Jalen Brown got mad. Um, He got some blocks. He got one on Bane. So he really looked like a top five defensive player, you know, out there the other night. So if ever role players step up and he doesn't have to do much on offense, he's going to disrupt that, you know, Celtics offense. So um, expect for LeBron, if his role players step up, to be very effective on defense. You know, now, you know, I had to save the, the best, you know, topic for last obviously Woo-woo. you're a houston fan and whatnot yes you, sir you and meach uh hate you guys
1: <laughs> and by the way I've, I've been a houston fan all my life for uh, all the, before all the get that, I, I wanted
0: to know when did you become a houston fan and why
1: um funny story um i ain't nothing but five eight fellas and <laughs> ladies uh So, Steve Francis, him being able to dunk. I love the short guys, man, being able to, you know, do windmills, reverse dunks. It was always a a favorite of mine. And then I'm also the biggest T-Mac fan that anybody will probably ever know, you know. So... Me rocking with the Rockets has been a long time now. Um, I've even been there with Rick Adelman and the Kevin Martin days. You know the Kevin Martin. Yes, the subpar days, the days of Samuel Dalenbier, the days of Louis Scola. You Dude, know, Louis so. Scola was nice.
0: He yeah. was stepped on. Yeah, he was especially stepped on. 2K. Yeah, he Only was definitely buckets.
1: stepped on. And
0: for Argentina, he did good.
1: Right. And then I also was one of the first Kyle Lowry fans, you know, because I really liked him. He was, when he played with us, he was a Mr. Triple-Double. Um, people failed to realize that he, was always, he would always give you at least 28, 10 rebounds and 9 assists.
0: And then when he gets to the playoffs, he give you 5, 5, 5, 5, 9.
1: Right, well, especially playing against LeBron James. But um, that being said, I don't want to be biased but I do think Houston pulls this out in seven.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see about that. You know, even when we, we're going to get into our predictions. But last time I was up here, me and Cooper just talking, and the Warriors basically slotted the Rockets. And I was just like, yo, why are y'all playing ISO ball? Like, what are y'all doing? Do what Got you here. Get everyone else involved. And I was just like, yo, if this continues to happen, they're going to get swept or it's going to be a gentleman sweep. They turn around game two. They were the aggressors early on, and I loved how they got reason involved early on. They got out in transition, they were hitting their threes. PJ Tucker had the best career, best game of his life. I think that was his career high, 22 points. I um be. and everyone was just playing good. And and what what stood out most is their defense. Um in the past, Mike D'Antoni's defensive philosophy. He didn't have a defensive philosophy. (laughs) It was just we're gonna try to outscore you and we're gonna win that way. Obviously they still have that but, you know, they changed their personnel so they're a little defensive oriented. And I feel like the fact that they were so aggressive early on game two, it really set the tone. Um and when you locking up stuff like that, you know, and you just have, you know, KD ISO in, the chances are gonna go in your favor. But they looked great game two and I was just like, Wow, like, hold up. Uh, I know the Warriors are, you know, on paper the best team, but if Houston can play it like this at a high level, I think they're gonna be great. Now let's talk about game three. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 game three, obviously right now, Warriors up 2-0. The Warriors thumped the Rockets 126 to 85. Um This is my take on the whole game, right? I wasn't really mad at the the Rockets losing that game because the Warriors came back at home. They're comfortable. They slept in their own bed. They did what they had to do. You know, The Rockets, for some reason, they always they never are the aggressors early on. It, it's, it's not until they get smacked in the face. They're like, oh, shit, this, what what go. gotta this right. is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. But when I watched that game yesterday, I, I watched all but like essentially the fourth quarter because I was like, yo, this is over. Once Curry took over, we're going to talk about that too. Once Curry took over, it was over. But when I watched the game early on, They were great defensively. They were great defensively. They were up in Steph Curry. Um, They did a lot of things great. But what really killed them was the easy transition baskets. I think before the second half even started, they missed like 12 12 layups slash uncontested shots. That translates to a minimum of, what, 22 points? 24. 24. when you're doing that and you're letting a player like Steph Curry get an offensive rebound, Looney get a rebound and give to Klay Thompson, those kill you. It's just like playing 2K. You know you're better than the other team. But when the shots are not falling, you're not getting back in transition and whatnot, things are not going to go your way. So I think what they had in the first half and a little bit of the third quarter was great. It's a good indication. And the fact that they had not played in Golden State for a few months now. So they weren't, obviously, you know, they weren't really used to that environment. But I feel like if they can translate – what they had early on and just get things going. I think they're going to be in a good place. And like I said, I think this is going to be a series that literally just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and we won't know who the winner is until Game Seven. Obviously, it's a must win for them. Game Four is a must win for them. If they go down three one, they can win, you know, in Houston. But I think State is going to close it out. Um, but there's a, a few takeaways I saw. Um, they had 20 turnovers. You're not going to win when you have 20 turnovers to the Warriors. Especially eight turnovers. to the Golden State Warriors. If you, you know. turn the ball over against Golden State, they are the best transition That's a three. Team. That's a three ball. That's a three. And you have what? Steph Curry, who's the best shooter of all time. Klay, who's probably the second best shooter of all time. And then you have KD, who is... Not even a, a human. You know what I'm saying? Top five player ever. So I'm
1: saying it now.
0: If you turn the ball over, you're just not going to beat the Golden State Warriors, and that's why they won. They won because of carelessness from Houston, and they were less aggressive, and their role players did a little better job than them. And with this series, your star players have to play at a high level. James Harden and cp 3 combined of 12, from 32, 12 of 32 from the field and shot 38% from the field. They have to play at a high level every night. Um, James Harden, I think he should have been more aggressive. Um, I didn't, I didn't see that same James Harden. I saw games one and two. Obviously, game one was his best game, but you gotta do a better job. There, there should be no reason why you're missing wide open layups, dude. Get your teammates involved. They even got their teammates involved too, actually, and they just kept clanking. Um, so I just think they, they one, they just got their jitters out, and I think once they come back. Um, they're gonna do great. The only people that really stepped up was Eric Gordon and Green. Gordon had eleven off the bench, and Green had nine, which was good. Um, but I think now you might have to reinsert Ryan Anderson and back into that lineup. I think because Bob Mooty obviously he's known for his two way, you know, tenacity. But if yeah. you're gonna play fifteen minutes and give you three points to be a negative twenty eight in the plus minus,
1: what are you on the court for? You know what I'm saying? Fun fact: He has the biggest plus minus ever in NBA history. He did that in the regular season this year at a plus 61, if I'm not Bamute? mistaken. Yes, sir. I guess um, it's because of his shoulder injury or something. That's what I was about to say. The shoulder injury has really been bothering him. Um, I follow the Rockets a lot, and he's been saying that it really bothers him. But you also have a left shoulder <laughs> as well as your right. So, I mean, go up with the other hand, man. I, You know, miss layups and miss. Easy dunks against a team like Golden State is—I mean—is no excuse for that. You know, you you can't do that now. You know, if if something like that bothers you, get in that early. Now going back to Ryan Anderson, he can't defend the graveyard. So no, I know, he's I know, a great rebounder. He's a great rebounder. He's instant offense. I do. I would rather play him before I play Joe Johnson. And people always ask why. It's because Joe Johnson is another player like Carmelo Anthony. He needs the ball on the wing. He's ball dominant. He needs the ball when the shot clock going down just to get you a, a mid range too. That's not our offense, you know. Now, can he hit the open three? Yes, he can. You need to incorporate him in the right times in the games when you need to give P J Tucker a blow, or you need to give Trevor Reza a blow, or even Mbal Mute a blow. But I just don't see Joe Johnson playing a lot, especially at being at the age of 33, if I'm not mistaken, 33, 34. Sheesh. You know, he had a great playoff series last year. But that that team of Utah, you could incorporate his type of offense in that because they didn't have that other than Gordon Haywood, so they needed that. We have two players that's ball dominant. We don't need a third one, you know. And the iso ball that people are always, you know, mocking. We do play iso, ISO ball a lot, but we also get the players involved. So we play iso ball when we need to play iso ball. And we like to get the switch and beat up on the you know, worst defenders on the floor. Not saying that they can't play defense, but you got to always pick out the mismatch. So that being said, um, Mike D'Antoni said something funny today. He said that this is a must win for the Warriors because they need to win this game. We, we're good. You know, we know why we lost. You know, we, we missed bad shots. You know, we, we 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 went down 20. And cut it to 13.
0: And cut it to 13 at a point. You
1: know, we can't – they made shots because they were up 20, you know. So, therefore, and being that being said, you know, they already was hot. They got a good rhythm, so they started hitting shots. And a team – yeah, and you're at home. So, a team like us, you know, we, we know why we missed. You know, we know why we was down 20, you know. So, we got – like you said, we got punched in our mouth early, so – that being said, all we got to do is just withstand that punch in the mouth early and continue to play Houston Rocket basketball. Uh, I
0: feel like you guys, Golden State's the best team coming out of half given that second punch. Yeah,
1: that third quarter.
0: Y'all got to at least be within five points or at least be up because they're going to come in that second half, and that's just scary. And another thing that's, that's, that's tripping me out right now, son, is the fact that Steph Curry is out of his slump, dog. That's what's scary, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have been playing great defense, and I think you guys are going to continue to play great defense. But I think you may have unlocked
1: something in him that we didn't want to see, right? He has a lot of open shots, he did have a lot of open shots as well as tough takes to the basket, which was scary. Um, 35 points, right? Five threes made 13 for 20. How many did he have in the third quarter? 17, 18. He was seven for seven for the field with 18 points. Oh my god,
0: like. You don't teach that. (laughs) You don't teach that at all. So I need for you guys to be aggressive with him early because I feel like that, yeah, that was a little coming out party. But I think if you guys can get up in him um, and contain him, just hold him to about 20 points, I think you guys are going to be in a good direction.
1: 15 points for Marisa and 15 points for P.J. Tucker would be the the – the difference see
0: i don't see pj tucker scoring like over 10 points i think he just fed off that home energy but i see a reason and 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 green and 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 gordon being a little bit more consistent but as long as pj tucker can give me two to three open threes from the corner and scrap up on defense and get the loose balls i, I think you guys are gonna be in a good and you know in a good direction
1: that being said rockets and
0: seven Rockets in 7 That's what he says Now last week I did say I want to see Rockets in 7 um, Like I said I'm going I'm to reiterate this again If it's pure logic Golden State in 6 <laughs> Let's be <laughs> real But I just want to see Something different this year man Like I just feel like we Like I love KD and all that But To join a team that's 73-9 and nine, Like You kind of take the fun Granted this was a great NBA season Pretty solid playoffs But when it comes down to it, it's kind of like, dude, you kind of you kind of ruining the the playoffs. You're ruining the league. So, if it's anyone to beat the, I mean, if it's, if it's anyone to beat the Warriors, I think it's the Rockets. Like I said, this is a. I don't know about you, I think it's a must win for the Rockets because if they go down three one, that's scary. They the Golden State can close that out in Game
1: Five. Oh, of course, you know, I mean, they're the, the Goliath anyway. So, but a, a you know, playing a team like us, they don't want to. They don't want us to win. They need to come out and punch us in the mouth again. They don't want us to win. A team like us, you you can't have a team like us lingering around. A team that can beat you. Definitely. Especially compared to the teams that you have to face in the East. Man, you better get rid of us early or mess around and wait too late. And then that's when we're gonna bite you in the butt.
0: Yo, I say I think this. If you guys win game four, you guys are definitely gonna win game five. Definitely. <laughs> and and y'all can lose game six, It don't matter because game 7 is in
1: Houston it's in you Houston you know what I'm saying so and we were like they said we run this one wanna go home
0: wanna go home if you're not trying to win then what are you here for you know what I'm saying
1: you know this was this was a great episode man any any last words CT uh to all the 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 fans who hate referees I am a high school official um <laughs> I just got picked up by the ODAC um I am now a division 3 college official so Dang. If anybody who hate referees call me, or better yet, follow me, and I will give you the insights, and you will understand what we go through on a daily basis, and you can make great money into it. So, um, for all the future referees out there, please, please contact me.
0: Now, one thing I want to say before you even get off uh, for your you know, closing remarks and whatnot, um, just seeing like some refs, is it that things react too fast that you blow the whistle? Like, how how does that go? Because sometimes I'll be like, yo, did you not see that? Like, that was a foul. But I can understand if the game's moving so fast, you don't really see the the call that's being made unless you see the replay.
1: Well, we go by this saying, and it's rhythm, speed, balance, and quickness. Um, Players like LeBron, of course, gets hits on their arm every game, every time they go to the, you know, paint. Every time they go for a layup, you just got to know what's makeable and what's a foul that disrupts his rhythm, speed, balance, or quickness. Mm-hmm. If it's a disadvantage to the offensive player, you make the call. If it's a advantage to the offensive player, you can lay off of it. Um, for example, a player like, and yes, that star, Rule is not a myth. Um, Really? Yeah, star players do get the benefit of the doubt. Why is that? Because a star player, you know that they can do that, and you know that they have done that. So sometimes if we do have to guess because we're in the wrong position, and a player like James Harden is going to the hole, (laughs) and he just loses the ball, we know that's not a James Harden-esque play. You know, a player like LeBron James, but yeah, a player like Kyle Korver, if he's shooting the ball and I'm in the wrong position and, you know, his arm gets a jarred up and the shot is an air ball, I have to know that he probably got hit on his arm. He yeah. doesn't just do that, you know, on a daily basis. So, you know, referee IQ is, you know, a thing, especially if you play basketball, you know, growing up. So... But it's kind of tough, you know. Like I said, that's why I say contact me, and you would know the full
0: the full of a referee. <laughs> you heard it here first, man. Contact my boy CT. CT, thanks for CT. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. CT, I said CT. CT. thanks for being on this show, man. Episode no 31. It was, it was great, me. man. Any any last any last words? Rockets in seven, Cavs in six. (laughs) You heard it here first, but ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? Another great episode, um, episode 31, you know, keep moving up. You know, who knows? Maybe episode 50 may be the one that gets picked. I just want to say, you know, spread the love, bring awareness, you know, because I think this is a really, really dope podcast, and you're just getting a normal average guy's take on basketball, and I just think I have a voice that needs to be heard. So with that being said, thanks for listening to episode 31 of the Caesars show. Follow me on all forms of social media at SirSeezers. That's S-I-R-S-E-E-Z-U-S. I'm available on iTunes, Podcast Connect, and SoundCloud. I'm out.